We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris. The seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back. Then Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, bada, 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 so we bada. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. Welcome into the Hot Corner. Or it must be a Wednesday. As it is a Wednesday. As it always is a Wednesday. I'm a little confused about what MLB Network's doing right now because it says they're going to be playing Angels Astros at 7, which is now past. However, this game didn't start at 7. It started at 6.30. And I'm not sure if they're actually going to be playing the game or if they're just doing a live cut-in because Evan Gaddish just did a home run. Don't you know they do whatever they want? I know, and I love it. We were just talking about this before the show. I absolutely love MLB Network. They do the sport-only programming so well. The, I really, truly believe this. Nothing nothing is better than inside of the NBA. I know that's not necessarily the best in terms of like analyzing the games, but it's so funny. Oh, the, oh, the post-game you're show. You're talking about like TNT with Shaq, Shaq and Shaq. Shaq yeah. And- Basically, just those two. Just those. No, nothing is better than that. It's really funny. <laughs> Pay to mind to those other two dudes. It's a, it's a must watch every single time. But beyond that, almost every other post game or TV or sport centric TV show is really bad. Mm-hmm. MLB Network does their MLB Tonight Show so well; it is easily the second place show in my mind. And the the guys they have on there are so interesting. And they always find something interesting to talk about, even though it's a random Wednesday in May. There's always interesting things to talk about, and there's always 20 minutes of discussion based around it and little things that you don't think about as a baseball fan and stuff that goes on in the in the clubhouse. If you do not watch MLB Network and you're a baseball fan, you need to fix that. It is so good. Well, I think something that they do extremely well, which is probably actually kind of related to the theme of the next two hours today, is... And baseball, the sport, has always been big on this. And I think, you know, MLB Tonight has picked up on it. Or if it's, uh, uh, what's the late night show? Uh, High Heat? Quick Pitch. Quick Pitch, thank you. High Heat's the one with Mad Dog, and that's not good. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking about Mad Dog. Uh, The Quick Pitch and MLB Tonight, what they do really well is they're focused on the game. 
They're focused on on the field to where you swing over to NFL Network and it's like, well, we're still doing nonstop draft coverage. And here is a 30 minute segment on a bunch of players that I won't name because I don't want to because they don't play in the league that are dudes that are alcoholics and women abusers. And are they going to play in the league to where MLB tonight is like, wait, we have games on. Let's talk about these games. Okay, this kid almost threw an almost threw a perfect in San Diego. Let let let's look at that guy's mechanics for a minute. And then you flash over to the NBA channel and it's like, where's LeBron playing next year? Well, last time I checked, he's still playing this year. So maybe we should follow that instead of all of these outside BS storylines. I think baseball's always been good about keeping their heads focused on what's going on right now. Now, that's not to say that they don't do the other stuff. When Cano got suspended, that was there was essentially wall-to-wall coverage in the Cano suspension up until the games did start. What did he get suspended for? Oh, well, you know, a, a drug that's that's commonly used as a masking agent. But we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But that's honestly, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that because it's not every day. It was a really big story. Mm-hmm. Hence why we'll, we'll talk, a really big story. talk about it a lot. But... They they brought on all all their reporters and they and they brought on all the opinion guys and it was it was really interesting coverage. But it, even even their morning show and it, I actually watched I almost watched it religiously last year. I haven't watched it yet this year, but it's called MLB Central. It's on at seven a.m. Pacific time. It's good. It's funny. Well, and it's like even, this weird mix of fun and baseball. And they, Mark DeRosa's great. They tried to pitch it like a no pun intended. I realized after I said that uh, they they try to sell it to you as like a, like a first take or a Good Morning America for that. It's not like, like a first take. It's very kind of like conversational, buddy, but that's, buddy. But that's, that's what more I mean. Good Morning America. He, that's what I mean. It's like, hey, let's hang out here in the morning. Everyone's getting ready for work. Let's not take things too seriously before you walk into your, you know, whatever laundry list of a day you have. And let's just kind of like, you know, chill out and talk baseball. And I think MLB Network does a great job of it. And they've done a great job at cultivating the talent because some of the guys that they have on there, they're fine, but they've made them better. But an example I had is I was watching uh, Yankees Red Sox on there last week, and I just stayed on the channel after the game ended, and it was Greg Amsinger, who's awesome, by the way, as a host. He's really good. Joe Girardi and Pedro Martinez. And it was really interesting. They were reacting to all the other games going on. And then Pedro just asks Joe Girardi a question. He goes, why would you guys cheat when we played? And it was like, whoa. Sup, rivalry. How you doing? We just watched that game. Hi. Hey. Hi. And he wasn't saying like steroids. He was saying like, why did you look at the catcher's location and why did you step out of the box intentionally? All, all that kind of stuff, which isn't really cheating, but it was just he, the way he said it was was kind of it was an instigating comment. And it was really interesting. They just kind of let them riff a la Chuck and Shaq for 10 minutes about the rivalry and what they did in those games and what specific players did in the series that, that kind of gave them an advantage. And maybe it's because I'm a Yankees fan. I just ate it all up like crazy. But I think if you're a baseball fan, you're listening to one of the greatest pitchers of all time and then a guy who played against him in, in those series for, for most of his career, basically kind of reminisce and go back to all those days in the mid-thousands when in the late 90s when they played each other. I think it's also done a lot of a lot of great things for, you know, those people's careers. I mean, look at John Smoltz. John Smoltz retired. He's really good. Went to MLB Network, and people were kind of like, oh, man, I like the way Smoltz talks. And now he does a ton of games with either Costas or Buck or things like that. Look at Bill Ripken on there. Bill Ripken was a nobody 
And he's on there, and he's one of the biggest personalities on that show. Yep. And I love him for it. They've got uh, Dan Plesak is on there. Um, and they, they always get, like, Tom Rinaldi and... Ken Rosenthal. Ken Rosenthal. Jason Stark works there now. Yep, they get all the great dudes. And Brian Kenny's holding it down a lot of the times there, and he's a former big-time dude. Carlos Pena's on there. Yeah. And, like, like, you, like you said, a lot of average players... I mean, we remember Carlos Pena for the 50 bombs and seven bajillion strikeouts for the Rays. <laughs> but he's really good on there. He's a really good analyst. Yep. And what, what's funny to me is that the worst analyst is their flagship guy. It's Harold Reynolds. Yeah. Re like, Reynolds is funny, but, God, he says some of the most generic stuff sometimes. And you're like, oh, my God, please just give me a little bit more detail than that. But he was, like, the first guy that was with MLB Network. And I, I understand he's kind of one of the, the big, like, pioneers for this for the channel. But... I'm telling you, if you guys don't watch it and you're a big baseball fan, you gotta gotta wire yourself into that. It's it's better than anything Sports Center puts on or or any of the other channels out there. If you're a baseball fan, it is it is so good. I think another thing that benefits them is, you know, they have the little the little faux diamond, the little fake diamond, and they'll talk about like hitting swings or fielding and you know situational stuff. And that translates really well. And I think a lot of that is because when you, you know, as much as I love inside the NBA, uh, Chuck is not demonstrating how to back down in the post against Shaq because they're both fat and their knees are degenerative and they're not actually, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're not actually able to kind of show you to where Harold Reynolds or even Bill Ripken is like, as the bat comes this way, blah, 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 blah. You can see how the wrists turn to where Shaq isn't, couldn't post up on anybody right now. One of the greatest things they've done lately uh, is it, it's all Bill Ripken is he, well, actually it's not all Bill Ripken. Al, Al Leiter's there too, by the way. He's really good. Oh yeah. I like Al. Um, they've both done I liked it. him as a pitcher too. They, they basically discredit what current teams are doing. And they do it in – there's like a whole video presentation. They spend 15 minutes talking about what why they think the new way of doing it is going a little too far. And, okay, sure, you could probably look at that and say like, oh, old fuddy-duddy. They're just – they're not going to accept the changes in the game. But it's interesting. It's a, it's a really well-thought-out argument with data and video clips to back up their point as to why they think certain things like the shift – are not as good as they seem to be right. uh, when you watch the game. And it's uh, that's just an example. But it's uh it's it's man, I don't know. It's it's just fascinating to me all the time. Little love on the fan text line for Sean Casey. Let's not forget him. I forgot he was on there. He is great. Oh, Kali Dokali. Well, we're gonna move fantasy baseball today to 745. So if you got anything you want to send to us, uh go ahead and hit the fan text line five five three oh five. That bad boy lets you interact with us. Throughout the entire show, you can find us on Twitter. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27. P Diddy 085. Joe Fish 3 F I S C H. We love it. Harass us. Do some things. Uh, Robinson Cano broke his hand. That was the least of concerns. I think we're going to spend some time on that today. We'll do that next. Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 
717 here on the fan. I was just discussing with Mike some fantasy stuff that I'm in dire need of. We'll do that at 745, a half hour from now. Any questions, comments, concerns you guys have for those fantasy stuff, we'll do that. Hit us up, fan text line 55305. There was so much I wanted to get into, and now I can't think of any of it because I'm just looking at how terrible my fantasy team is. You were in fourth two weeks ago, and now you're in 11th. Yeah, man. That's uh <laughs> What? Hi, Joe. What was that? Wow. That's what I meant. What was the one that you played, though? Oh, that's the Rick Ross wolf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Did I just get Rick rolled? Now you got Rick Rossed. Oh, is, are those different things? Oh, my God. Man, Patrick. I'm old. All right, well... Some oh, news. Oh my God! <laughs> some news wow. from some news from up north is uh, going to dominate this show. As as there's a lot of people that listen to this show that are Yankee fans. We or uh, sorry, Mariner fans. Uh, there is a Yankee fan sitting across from me. Uh, one of our closest, best friends to this show is a giant Mariner fan, and uh, I mean, there's a giant elephant, right? There is. Isn't this how it kind of goes? Uh, yesterday, the news broke. That Robinson Cano would be suspended for 80 games for violating Major League Baseball's substance abuse policy. Uh, it came out that he tested positive for a substance that is a diuretic. I mean, like, I don't even know how to get into this. That's what's driving me nuts right now. He he tested positive for, for a drug. For a drug. That is a legitimate drug for certain things. Yes, but is also on the banned substance list and known as the most common masking agent for PEDs. Now, there's so many levels to this story, and we want to get into a lot of things uh, as this show progresses, whether it's our perception of him, the Hall of Fame, what this does to the Mariners short term, what it does to him long term, and just kind of the state of things in baseball as this is kind of a... I mean, I'm not a Mariner fan, you're not a Mariner fan, uh, but I and Joe's not a Mariner fan, but this is... We're not in Houston spending two hours talking about Robbie Cano. No, this is – well, actually, we might be because I, I – say what you will, maybe not star, but he is an all-star in this league. He, Eight times. He is the best player who has failed a drug test in Major League Baseball. And there are better players who are tied to steroids that never failed a drug test, but think about it. Is there a better player than Robinson Cano who – We'll get to this. At least to this point, was a surefire Hall of Famer who have been who have failed a drug test. I can only think of one, who? and he's failed two. Who? Manny Ramirez. Okay, sure, that's a good argument. Um, but I see what you mean. That does not take away from what you're saying. Maybe A Rod. Did A Rod fail it? Never failed. The yeah, test. he just admitted to doing it. Right. So yeah. So maybe Manny Ramirez. But okay, Robinson Cano, first or second best player to ever fail a test. Um, it's not Melky Cabrera. It's not Francisco Cervelli. It's yeah. not D. Gordon. Yeah. It's not even Nelson Cruz. Nope. It's Robinson Cano. It's Robbie Cano. And he's a beloved player across the league. He has his style of play is so smooth that I think even if you're not a fan of the Mariners now or the Yankees, then you liked watching him play because he was just kind of fun and cool. And I think that's a huge part about a part of this that I want to get into in a little bit. I think I think it's a huge part of it. Uh, I want to get through, before we rabbit hole ourselves, which I know I am notorious for doing 
So I'm like trying to reel myself in here. Yeah, I mean, look, this is this could take two hours itself. Yeah, so. yeah. I want to get through some. I want to get through the facts first. Okay. So before we get into perception, what we think, I want to get through the facts. Uh, Robinson Cano failed this test in spring training. Yep. Uh, Major League Baseball does not automatically suspend you for 80 games for most substances that can be seen as a masking agent. They then begin an invest a separate investigation to see if, in fact, that masking agent was masking a steroid. Right. Or uh, I think maybe the better way to say it is they, they see if that medicine substance is used to treat what it's actually supposed to treat. Great This point. one was used to treat like strokes, heart attacks, high blood high pressure, blood pressure. Which, what was, which what Robbie Cano claimed. Um, and that's what this is used to treat. So they do an investigation to find out if the player has in their records any history of, of this. Uh, Robinson Cano released a statement right after it came out. This substance was given to me by a licensed doctor in the Dominican Republic to treat a medical ailment. While I did not realize at the time that I was given a medication that was banned, I obviously now wish that I had been more careful. Uh, I think, so he releases this. Major League Baseball just kind of straightforward. They didn't even say a whole lot more. They just kind of said, we, this guy's got 80 games. And that's very classic Major League Baseball. And they know they they know they do their due diligence. And it took them almost two months to to fully decide this. Yep. And if they decide this, especially a player of his caliber, you know there was extra thought put into this, especially a guy that might be knocking on the Hall of Fame. Uh for them to come out, they'll just drop that bomb. And then it's up to the players' association. The other thing is, is Robinson Cano was notified this about this two months ago. Uh, they did their, he appealed it instantly. They did their investigation and he dropped his appeal. Yes. I think that says a lot. Um, the reality is, is the rules have changed over the last few years. Now it's your first test is 80 games. Your second is 162. Number three is bye-bye. Permaban. Um, yeah. So those are the facts. You are correct. That's everything that's been put out there. Um, a, the fact that in Robinson Cano's statement, all he said was for an ailment, that's red flag number one for me. Yep. If you if you, if you you truly were taking this for whatever purpose it has, well, then tell me the specifics in your statement that's going to go to everybody. Saying a medical ailment, doctor, Dominican Republic, look, those are red flags. I know you're from the DR, but how many of these popped steroid tests have come from doctors in the Dominican Republic? A lot of them. A lot of them. I mean, we all know, I mean, the Dominican Republic, when it comes to performing enhancing, might be more dirty than Lance Armstrong. Whoa. Yeah, probably. I mean, just look at the number yeah, of from dudes. The, thing, the things that you've read is that it's... The doctors there are ahead of the testers here. Yeah, it's so easy to get it. It's, it's a free-for-all, essentially. Um, so that, that was red flag number one. Red flag number two for me, I guess that was one and two. Red flag number three for me was him saying that he didn't realize he was taking a banned substance. Robbie, yes, you did. Yeah, you got to know. Every single major league player is given the list of banned substances before the season starts. And right? In this day or, and, age, and as it updates, they get it all the time. And in, and this, it, yeah, in this day and age, if you're going to take anything in baseball, you better ask first, is this okay to take? You don't just willy-nilly, if you're one of the best players in baseball, if you're the best player on your team on a massive contract, you just don't go, eh, 
I I'll trust take the him. Risk. Yeah, I trust him. He, it's pro- probably fine. There's probably a Google Doc on his phone that he could have pulled up right then and there and said, is this drug on this list? I mean, Justin Verlander said this best, and we can talk about We'll get to reaction as well. But he said it best. He tweeted out, an excuse coming in three, two, one. And Robinson's statement is everything you're stating. Red flag, red flag. Red flag. I see, uh, I've seen online TJ Quinn has been, uh, for ESPN, has been pretty big on this story pretty quick and early. Uh, and I know this is kind of repeating, but I just want to use him as a as a point of reference. He tweeted out, important on Cano, players are not automatically suspended for using diuretics. The suspension means MLB was able to prove he was using it to mask a drug. Cano tested positive before the season, appealed, and dropped the appeal. And that's that's a reporter who has no bias in theory and is just trying to get through a story. Um, this one's this one's big. This another, is a big one. I know. And another thing for me, too, with this and, and Jesse just brought it up in the text line in, in, a, in some shape or form that I have been thinking about, which is another red flag to me. Again, I know you're from there. I know that you have a comfort level there, but any pro athlete has the best possible health insurance that any human being can have. As far as I know, from what I've read, every pro athlete has 100% coverage on everything. No matter what, why do you think they can go into the locker room and take an MRI immediately? Because it's fully covered, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, MRIs are freaking expensive if you've never had one before. Mm -hmm. Um, and And he's going to his doctor in the DR and getting medication for this when in the U.S. he has 100% coverage and access to the best doctors in the entire country. Not to mention you live on the West Coast. Not to get into a regional battle, but on the West Coast we are uh, quite pro- uh, progressive in our medicine. Yeah, the coasts tend to have very, very... Mm-hmm. Although that's not necessarily... I mean, like the best children's hospitals in Ohio. So, I mean, that's not always true, but... Well, who cares about children? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, joking. I'm just... We as a country wow. tend to have some of the best health insurance or health care providers if not the best we have the worst health insurance yeah we do have the worst health insurance <laughs> but we, we do you're right we, we do have, have some, the best assets some of if not the best uh health care providers in the world and you have essentially full coverage to do whatever you want to get whatever help you need and you chose your doctor in the dr over that and it got you popped for masking agent again that's a red flag it doesn't it doesn't make any sense yeah and I don't know. It's it's kind of like the Ryan Braun thing. And when we come back, I want to get into the, the new perception of Robinson Cano. Uh, but it's kind of like the Ryan Braun thing. When Ryan Braun tested positive, there was a part of me because he was so adamant. And he went to court and did everything he could. At no moment was he like, oh, a doctor gave me the wrong thing or my trainer gave me the wrong thing or somebody lied to me or I unknowingly blah, blah, blah. Ryan Braun was so like, no, 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 no. And I kind of gave him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. He didn't seem like that kind of guy would do that. You know why he was so defiant, though? Because he made a guy lose his job to save himself and he tampered with evidence. Yeah. Like... It, but, it went, we, but, but I'm first, saying it, it went beyond just testing positive for steroids. It went to a potential crime. That's why he was so defined. Look, he he already 
lied his way through it to try to get out of it. He can't stop there. You can't just stop when you find out that you switched piece samples and made a guy lose his job. But we only got to keep going, man. But we only know that after I'm saying before that this yeah. is different. Like if Robinson Cano was like, no, 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 I am not a cheater. I am not a cheater. I am not a cheater. I have high blood pressure. I mean, might be a little better than just like, yeah, I took it. I guess I'll be smarter next time. Well, but he did. That sounds like somebody that got caught. He sort of did that, though. He was like, I love this game and respect this game too much to cheat. You want me to go find every official response from anybody that's ever been popped? Giambi, Pettit. I mean, even A-Rod was like, I love baseball. And you're like, I don't know. Do you, man? Do you like money and women more than you like Mm -hmm. baseball? He really loves baseball. He really loves money and women, too. (laughs) Uh, When we come back, I want to dive in. He has both of those with J-Lo now. Yeah, he's got a lot of it. Man, I, I kind of wish I was A-Rod. Yeah, don't you? Yeah. Well, he's like 6'7". He's good looking. Well, he's not 6'7", but you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> you wish you were 6'7". That's well, where that came when from. when you're short, everyone's 8 feet tall. <laughs> when we come back, I kind of want to look at the perception of how we view Robbie Cano on this day. And we'll continue with that as we bleed into other stuff. Uh, this is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. But first, here's Joe with sports. DJ Fishsticks in the house. What is this song? Gambino? This song sounds cool. Is this new? It's new and the video is amazing. Uh, no way this video got this like is, this is your boy. 3 billion views in like two days, right? This is your boy Lando Calrissian, man. Was it 3 billion in two days? I know. I it was a lot, that, right? I made that number up. Everyone watched this. I actually only got like two minutes into the video. And I was kind of like, oh, see where you're going. Got it. Thanks, man. 132 million views so far. Mm. I'm just kind of sensitive to that stuff. What's funny is the song... I agree with a lot of it, but I'm just kind of like, ah, after... I think it was the uh, the AKs on the church choir. I was like, ooh, I see where you're going, buddy. I got your back. That was the, last, people, that was was the like, last bad part of the video. Though. I was like, I hope people watch this. I'm out. The, the weird part about that is that's not really that good of a song. Like, the video's really, really good, and the beat's good, but... Childish Gambino's such a good rapper, lyricist, I should say, where he tells great stories in his songs. And that's literally the most simple song he's ever done. Right. And it's all about the imagery in the video. Mm-hmm. You do have to give some love to a man, to a good looking man who is not chiseled, got a little pudge, doing stupid dance and kind of a pudgy body with no shirt on. Like, fat dad bod over here is like. I like that guy. <laughs> no six pack. I like him even more. Yeah, but he's he's in really good shape though. He's not in that great a shape. He's much better shape than the two of us. He, well, yeah, that's because you know the tree outside is in better shape than I am in, <laughs> and it hasn't moved for thirty years. <laughs> I even walked around. I don't have a car today. I even like walked around and rode buses and maxes. Anyway, so I just saw that he was, you know. Kind of squishy. Yeah. The girls probably like that. Yeah. Especially you, nowadays, dad bods are in, baby. Yeah, and if you like squishy bodies, 55305. Five, what up? <laughs> are we allowed to do that? Am I allowed to I solicit? Mean, <laughs> you're not soliciting. You're just 
You're saying, hey, I'm here. Sup? 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 Otani at the dish. That was an awkward swing. Ow. <laughs> More of an awkward after swing. More of an awkward everything. Uh, so continuing with this Robinson Cano thing, as we will do for most of our time today, um, I guess the big thing, the biggest thing I was curious about, I heard uh, John, I heard Big John yesterday at the end of primetime. I was actually at work and took a 10-minute break and went outside and listened to the 10A The Fan app stream that part with John. You took the break just to hear what John had to say? Because I wanted to hear what John had to say. His uh, slightly hypocritical reaction to steroids? Yeah, I loved that uh, his brother was poking that bear, as he should have. So thank you, Jason, for <laughs> poking the bear of your brother. Uh, but I'm kind of, but I've been kind of curious for your reaction, Mike. To be honest, I mean, Robbie won a title in New York. Is uh, one of the better Yankees we have seen over the last ten years. He's also a traitor. Um, <laughs> he took the money and ran. He's not a traitor. Uh, for the first time, the Yanks got outbid by somebody. Uh, but I'm curious. Because this thing isn't just steroids, big player. I think the two of us, I, I don't want to speak for Joe. Joe might feel this way as well. But uh, I don't know. This one hurts a little more than somebody else. Um, Yes and no. And I'll say the reason why no for me is that none of the steroid things have hurt recently. I've come to expect that good players are taking steroids. Um. Hell, I loved Melky Cabrera. Like, loved Melky Cabrera. He got popped for steroids, and I was like, Melky, really? That made me sad. It was one of the early ones, too, mm -hmm. in terms of the last few years. But since then, we've seen players left and right. Steroids, 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 steroids. Who was the guy for the Mets who got popped three times and banned for life already? Mejia? Henry yeah. Mejia? Um, Francisco Mejia? No, I think it was Henry Mejia. Okay. But, um, and so, like... I, so that, that's why I'm like, I'm not really sad about it because I'm not surprised either way. I'm going, oh, okay. A really high profile player that I like got popped for steroids. Duh. Because I, I know it's still in the game. As much as Seth Everett tries to tell primetime that it's not, uh, that was years ago, but um, I know it's still in the game. So that, that part of me, it's, uh, I don't really, it doesn't, it's not different for me at all. But the reason for why it is yes is, my personal connection to Robinson Cano, you're right. I, I, he was my favorite Yankee when he was on the Yankees. I loved Robinson Cano. He was so much fun to watch. That's why I talked about it last segment. I think nationally, baseball fans like Robbie Cano, for all the reasons that I fell in love with him, was the smooth fielding, the really kind of relaxed swing, the, the, the generally jovial personality. He seemed like a great clubhouse guy. So I love Robbie Cano. And it hurts me a little bit that he did this because I, I thought that he was – one of the good ones, one of the good guys, if you will. I'm obviously not putting him in the category. I've always said there's three players who I'd be shocked if they took steroids or I'd be hurt. I've always said this, Jeter, Griffey, and, and Chipper. If those three took steroids, I'd be like, oh, my God. What, what is my baseball life? Everything yeah. I know is dead. Um, but Cano was never at that level for me, but I thought he was one of the good ones. I think Trout's one of the good guys, right? I kind of thought Cano was one of the good guys. He was a great player who did it without needing the extra help. That's so in that sense, yes, this does bother me more than some of the others, but it's not to an extreme level where I'm just like, oh my God, Cano did it. I'm just like, this sucks. That's how I always thought. Um, I always loved Robbie Cano. I mean, I grew up pretending to be a second baseman 
And so second basemen have always had a, a warm, soft spot in my heart. When you look at guys like Robbie Alomar, sure, he's spitting in Ump's face, but he was the best second baseman of all time. Uh, I mean, even now, Kipnis is old and can't play for the Indians anymore. And I'm like, nah, Kip's fine. He'll be dope. He'll be all right. He'll get back to 300 yeah, soon. Yeah, he'll get there. Just He, he was hurt last year. Just give, give him a minute. Good clubhouse guy. <laughs> and uh, so I've always had a soft spot in my heart for for any second baseman in baseball. And, I mean, you nailed it. I mean, Robbie Cano's blowing bubbles while he's turning a double play. And it's like, it's that Griffey factor. Like, he looks like Griffey in that sense where, like, I love this game so much and I was clearly born to play baseball. And life is easy and chill and great. Uh, he would be the one Dominican guy that I would say not on steroids. That's that was that was the exact way I looked at it, but it, it hurts to me, to be honest. I'm not a Mariner fan. He never played for my team, um, but as somebody that loves the game of baseball, I mean, I would be, you know, I bash on Bryce Harper on this show, but if Bryce Harper was busted for steroids, that'd be a tough blow. Yeah, that'd be a really tough blow. I, I think that if if we found out that some of the top 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 tier players in baseball were using now. I know back then they were right, but now I think that would be really hard to stomach. Um, but again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked, right? Right. I think that's the that's the key point to me here is I am past the point of shock and outrage. There are because no current players that would really shock you that were juicing. There's no past players that would really shock me. Like I like I except for no those I would I would be I wouldn't be shocked. I would be really really depressed about it because. It was so much a culture in the game in, in that moment. Especially those dudes. That if you're the best of the best of the, at that time, and Griffey and Chipper and Jeter certainly were, I mean, hell, the, the percentage chance of you doing that naturally is much lower than you doing a juice. You just weren't caught. Truth. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked. It would just be really, really earth-shattering to me as a baseball fan. So I think you asked me before the, before the break, last break, you said, how do you view this in steroids now? I, well, with Cano, I'm hurt, but I'm not shocked. And I think my overall, my take on it now is I'm starting to not care as much anymore. It's it's become expected. I mean, I, obviously, I don't want players juicing. I still care that they're doing it. But when the news is released, I'm like, okay, another one. That's it. It's It's almost, maybe it's just defeated. But I'm just like, yeah, well, okay. We'll wait 80 games, and then Cano will come back, and we'll all love him again because no steroid user has been blackballed anymore. D. Gordon's back. Mel well, I guess Melky's not on a team right now, but he was fine for years. He's in the Indians' minor league system. Nelson Cruz is back. Yeah. Francisco Cervelli is great on the Pirates. Everyone loves him. Who cares they got pop for steroids, right? I do. The stigma's gone. I do. Robbie Cano adds to a list of people I don't root for anymore. Yeah. That's a that's but a sad reality. I think though that you are becoming a minority in baseball fans. Agreed. Where you're holding out the strict steroid mindset, which I think, and me included, is fading, because it's hard for me to to convince myself to say I'm going to keep it this strict when every single purse player could have been on it. Right. But you know me, I've always been old man on a lawn with a shotgun sort of thing. Yeah. You know. Crying about the old days, the good old days. All right, when we come back, we'll do fantasy real quick, and then we'll continue with this Robinson Cano uh, fallout. If this is your last call for any fantasy questions, otherwise I'll just have Mike try to fix my team in a league that he's dominating. 
55305 is the fan text line with any of your questions. We'll do that next. This is 1080 The Fan. Fantasy baseball is easy if you know what you're doing. Who's winning? What is occurring? Which player should be in your lineup card? I have today's forecast for you. Hot! And who should be sitting next to you in the dugout? We're going back to work on fundamentals. Fundamentals. In the middle of the season. This is the Fantasy Grind. Part of the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. We do this every single week. Moved it to 745. Maybe we'll just move to 745 every week. Because if there's something big that happens, we like to spend two on it. Or we'll just move it around. I don't know. It doesn't need to be a surefire thing, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, But this is where we do fantasy. So if you've got any questions, comments, and or concerns, uh, you can always hit us up on the fan text line at 55305. Uh, Mike and I are in a fantasy league this year together in a keeper league. And I love my team, except for how crappy they play. <laughs> uh, I and you're kinda, at that point that I talked about about a, about a month ago. Mid-May is when decisions need to be made, my friend. Yeah, and I look at this. Uh, Josh Donaldson, officially on the block. Anybody that wants Josh Donaldson, you can have him for a bag of peanuts. Mm. Cause okay. Because I, I just don't care anymore. I just don't care. I'll take him for... A bag of peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you Josh Donaldson and Wade Davis for your best pitcher. That's Max Scherzer. That's not happening. Well, just saying. <laughs> Who's your second best? Luis Severino. It's not happening. Oh, man. You Yankee homers. Goodness gracious. Ooh. Luke Weaver. <laughs> mm. Hey. Hey. Dude, you got the most random people on your bench, too. Do you actually play these dudes? Yeah. I don't even know who this guy is. The third baseman for the Tigers? Oh, he's awesome this year. Jimer Candelario? He's been really good. Look at his game log. I mean, he's hurt right now, but look at his game log. He's been really good. Mm. I needed. To, I, I just got Justin Turner back, so I might not need him anymore. But. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Welcome back to Justin Turner. Yeah. Yeah. Got a hit uh, yesterday and today, I think. Hey, too. dude, he actually had a double play, too. Oh, really? He looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I held out for him and got him in like the seventh round in my other league that I'm in. And I'm super pumped to play him. Good. So what was your question about our league, by the way? You were going to ask a question about the league that you like your team, but they're not playing well. I, yeah. So I don't know what to do. Well, <laughs> you got to look at the categories that you're low in, Patrick. Well, I see that, Michael. And then find I know out how this goes. what is the most fixable category and try to fix it. Uh, ERA is the most fixable category. There you go. Then drop some of your bad starters or make a trade for a good starter. Yeah, that's probably what I got to do is I probably just got to cut some dead weight. There's probably better starters available on the waiver wire than you think. Yeah, like I'm going to get rid of Sonny Gray real quick. Mm, probably worth it. Um, Chad Bettis. Yeah. I mean, some of these guys have actually been not too bad, man. I'm telling you, like, I had to pick these dudes up because they're better than everybody else. <laughs> Jacob DeGrom's finally pitched well. Boy, Marco Estrada, you suck. You got to You drop suck him, super bad. Not as bad as Sonny Gray. <clears throat> Sonny Gray is the worst ever. Yeah, like, I really don't like that man. 
Well, like we said last week, I think Sunday Gray is worth holding on to, but the other two, cup bait. Chad Bettis? Well, it was Faria, right? And Estrada? I don't have like, Faria. Oh, Giolito. That was it. It was I cup, already got rid of Giolito. Cup bait on him and Estrada. Just get rid of him. Bye, Giolito. <laughs> Estrada, man, he had such a great season last year. Here's, here's the thing. I, remember a couple of weeks ago I told the story? I'm like uber late in the draft. I told the story of how my team starting rotation was horse manure. And I didn't know how to fix it because I still thought some of the guys I had who had high ceilings could break out. Uh, my, my plan turned into this. I just started stockpiling free agents who had good weeks or like were looking pretty good. And then hoping for the best that I'd find a couple of gems and keep them. And that is what I have done. And I am now officially a, hopefully, a new solid starting rotation holder in my league. Here are the, here's what I did. Here's the strategy I did. I have added Tyson Ross, Tyler, uh, Tyler Skaggs, uh, Chad Cool. Ah, dude, this sounds terrible. Trevor Cahill. And I added somebody else as well. I can't remember who it was. I have since dropped Cahill and that other person. In my new rotation, and I dropped Faria today because he can't stop walking everybody. My new rotation is Luis Severino, you Darvish, who, Jesus, please fix yourself. <laughs> Help me now. Uh, Luis Castillo, who I did not cut bait on and has looked great in his last three starts for the Reds. Fair. Cole Hamels, who is pretty solid. And then Jameson Tyon, Michael Walker, Tyson Ross, Chad Cool, and I added the kid from Milwaukee, Freddie Peralta, who 13Ks in his first ever start. Just on the flyer. That's going to be my new rotation. And I'll, I'll still probably do a couple of uh, streams here and there, but... Those guys are all pitching solid enough that I am happy with that because I was getting negatives from everybody else. So maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe you just have to go full free agent slumming, grab the guys who look the best recently, who have had some good games in a row, maybe are turning it around, and drop the dead weight, and maybe drop a couple. What I also did was I dropped some of my backup hitters to just add a bunch of pitchers and just see who pitched well. So I had control of them. I didn't risk losing them. And then I could choose who I wanted to keep after that. I didn't start them every start. I just added them to have so that if they did bust out, I didn't I didn't lose the chance to get them. All right. I'm right now I'm picking up Chassin from the Brewers. Okay. Because he's had three great starts in a row. And I'm gonna cut bait on Marco Estrada. Okay. I don't want to cut bait on uh Sonny Gray quite yet and I don't really want to cut bait on Chad Bettis either follow I do so then cut a, a backup player and add another pitcher I don't have any other backup players oh I don't keep a lot of I don't keep a lot of batters that's weird no you're weird <laughs> mister I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to pitchers I clearly know what I'm doing Michael my mom told me I'm good at fantasy. I just potentially fixed the worst staff I've ever assembled in a draft. And I'm trying to help you. And you're like, no. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> what do you know anyway? All right. That's fantasy. We do that every single week. You guys, have any questions, comments, concerns? Mike's way better at this than I am. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, FanTextLine55305. Whatever helps you guys out. We don't mind helping you out. We come back a little more Robbie Cano. We're going to be doing this for a little bit. 1080 The Fan. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.